Hello, and welcome back to I Don't Imagine Anyone's Listening, the podcast where I talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about because I don't imagine that anyone's listening. This one is going to be a short one, and before you say, but they're all short, it's going to be shorter than usual. That's due in part to what I want to talk about. So recently, my life has become uncharacteristically busy. And again, before you interject being like, well, everyone's life is busier than they want it to be. Yes, fair. But I like to describe myself as not a doer of things. (laughs) And in the past couple of months, I've found myself doing quite a lot of things, which means that I have to purposefully not do certain things because I've decided or I have to do certain other things. And many of the things that I'm choosing to do are not necessarily social. And I've talked about introversion versus extroversion before. And so this is kind of an extension of that or uh, another another angle on that in that there's there's a problem that I have, which is being an introvert who also likes to do things. And because I like and want to do things, that means that that really cuts into the time that I need to not do things. And for all of you people out there who really enjoy doing nothing, you'll understand what I mean when I say that doing nothing is an activity. When people ask, what are you doing tomorrow? And you say nothing, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're free tomorrow. That means that you plan to not do anything because you need that time (laughs) to regroup. And the inevitable result there is that people, your friends, end up doing things without you. And that is a tough thing to come to terms with when you are the person choosing not to engage. So this leaves the introvert, me, with two options. One, to resent said friends for daring to have fun when I can't, either because of scheduling conflicts, just general fatigue, tiredness of the world, inherent laziness, what have you. Or my other option is to accept my active role in not doing stuff. That means, for me, specific type of introvert that I am, it means that I, provided that I do not have shitty friends, which do not, hello friends, I am not being excluded. I am choosing to leave myself out. And that was, slash is, a difficult thing to accept. That if I am going to do all the things that I want to do, that means that I'm going to have to choose to not be involved in other things. Is this just an elaborate excuse for being antisocial? I mean, maybe. I can't rule it out at this juncture. But I, I like to think that it's not. I think it's just a struggle with the nature of time being what it is, you know, linear and limited. And me, a mere mortal being hemmed in by time and space and having to obey the laws of, like, physics and stuff. Because I only have so much time in any given day or week or other interval, 
that only a certain amount of things can happen. And if I want some of those things to be non-things or things that don't include other people, be they recreational or work or whatever it is that this is, this is something halfway between recreation and work, I'm gonna have to just not do other things. So thank you for coming to my five-minute personal therapy session (laughs) where I acknowledge and accept that I am the way that I am. I am a person who does not like to fill my days with things, and yet I feel compelled to fill my days with things. Is that relatable? I hope that it is. I don't imagine that I'm unique in many ways. I'm gonna take this opportunity to do something I haven't done before, which is tease, if that's an appropriate word, upcoming content. This is a way to both pique your interest, fair listener, and also to hold myself accountable because this is a sort of quasi-disciplined enterprise that I'm engaging on. So if you feel that you need uh, longer to enjoy the sound of my voice, and honestly, I can't blame you, mark your calendars or something because this is some stuff I'm going to do soon cultured people that you are, I'm sure you're aware of the novel, uh, All the Light You Cannot See, written by Anthony Doerr. I am currently reading this because I want to do a sort of kind of semi-spoiler-free compare and contrast between that book and his upcoming book called Cloud Cuckoo Land, which I have read because I sell books so I get to read them before they get published sometimes, because the bookselling world is excited about this book or trying to cause excitement about this book because they're really hoping they're gonna sell like a jillion copies because they sold a lot of of his last one. In the bookselling world, they are looking at this new book, Cloud Cuckoo Land, and they are, I fear, trying to make fetch happen. And as we all know, fetch is never gonna happen. So I'm hoping that by reading all the light we cannot see, and comparing it to Cloud Cuckoo Land, I can see what people liked about this last novel, and how it's going to be similar to this upcoming novel, and maybe work out a way through this medium to pitch it to people who come into my store and buy books, because I'm the only one of my coworkers who has read this book, and um, it's a tough sell. Not because it wasn't good, but because it's hard to explain, and if it's hard to explain, it's hard to sell. So maybe I can gaze them insight by reading his other book that was very popular. Further things coming up, I am obsessed with the space elevator, which if you don't know what it is, Google it or don't. Wait for me to explain it to you. And I was reminded of my love of the concept of the space elevator when it was mentioned very briefly in Andy Weir's most recent book, Project Hail Mary, which is great, but I don't want to do a review of that because I will not be able to review it without giving massive spoilers. So I'm going to have to wait a while so that I don't ruin it for people who want to read it. You've been warned. At some point, I'm probably going to spoil that book for you on this podcast. So read it. It's great. So because I was reminded in that book that I love this concept, I was thinking I should do some research on it and try to sell it to you people as like, y'all should also be obsessed with this because it's a great idea. Get ready for that. It's going to be possibly boring or it, it could be great. I could instill a love of the space elevator in all seven of you that listen to this. 
Lastly, not lastly, but I feel like I need three things in a list. Another thing I want to talk about here, and hopefully I can get this done seasonally, is also book related, and it is Dracula. Dracula is one of my favorite books. I do not like vampires. I do not like horror novels. I love Dracula. It is a great book, and I have been meaning to reread it. So now this is me telling you guys I'm gonna reread it, hopefully before Halloween, and then I'm gonna break it down in a way that I don't think many other people have broken it down, because I think Mina Harker, who is the wife of our hero slash victim, Jonathan Harker, is one of the most underappreciated women in all of literature and when other people and when people talk about dracula it always just goes to vampire lore and no one ever talks about mina harker so get ready the i don't imagine anyone's listening halloween special will be all about dracula but actually it will be about mina harker that's all i have to say there's an argument should be made that i shouldn't have said most of it you know if i'm gonna hold myself to a semi-disciplined schedule. I gotta say things into this microphone on a semi-regular basis and then publish them on the internet for random strangers, but also mostly my friends to listen to. So random strangers, but also mostly my friends. Thank you for listening yet again. You can follow me on all the social media and whatnot. Links are in the episode notes as always. Thank you for listening and I hope you will lend me your ears next time.